if you think about MVP as a product, what, what would be the next thing you would do? You go start writing code. Yeah. Right? Um, writing up databases, spending money on Heroku and what have you. Um, but you need to just validate like just two things. First of all, that um, this party is willing to see value in connecting directly with this party mm. and the other party doesn't have a problem, you know, doing that handshake. Mm. Right? Interesting. Um, so that's like the thing you want to validate first. Yeah. Because that's what the platform will automate, right? Hi. My name is Jephta Uche and I'm a seasoned technology leader with years of experience crafting digital products and leading technology teams. I'm super excited to welcome you to this episode of Beyond the Codes with Jeff, where I have conversations with other amazing technology leaders. Please like, subscribe, and share this content with others so that they can learn as well. It definitely will be worth their time. Hi, guys. Uh, finally, welcome to the very first episode of Beyond the Codes with Jeff. Um, this is a platform where we learn about all the non-technical things that make you, that set you apart as a technical person, right? And we are going to be learning from the leaders, the CTOs, heads of engineering, vice presidents, etc., about those things that got them to where they are, the secrets of their products and all of that. Now, without further ado, I would be introducing us to the person who um, we are going to be speaking to today, guys. But first and foremost, can we put our hands together? Standing ovation. Are you standing right now? Standing ovation for um, this person. He's a very important friend of mine. Um, he is the chief technology officer of Ubenwa. How many of you know Ubenwa? Um, I mean, he's going to talk a lot more about that. But yeah, guys, join me in welcoming Mr. Innocent to Beyond the Codes. Welcome. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's really good to be here. Yeah. And I'm really happy that, you know, after talking to me about this, today it's happening. It's happening, bro. And I'm um, just, like a privilege to be part of, you know, ah! this, this first uh, this first edition of this. So yeah. Really, really pumped. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I mean, this is... Yeah, this is happening. This is I'm not I'm not dreaming. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, let's 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 jump straight to it. Um, so I mean, I I think the first thing would be you know like to talk a bit more about yourself. Okay, you know um what you, you know how maybe maybe not the you know the part that is exactly about career and all mm -hmm. of that. Maybe just the other part, and then mm -hmm. we can get into yeah yeah. Okay, thank you, Jeff. So uh, my name is Innocent, like Jeff have introduced me earlier. Um, just leaving career, I would just say, if I describe myself, if I should describe myself, yeah. or if I want someone to describe me, I'll say um, uh, I'm a scientist at heart. Like nice. I, I, love, I love science. Um, I grew up from, you know, a, like most Nigerians do, very religious, you know, settings. And I just, I hope my mom don't, you know, <laughs> see, see this video. But um, okay. not that I'm not a fit person anymore. Yeah. But um, I, in most of my profile, I put this, um, you know, fact, dog, uh, fact science over dogmas. Mm. Um, in fact, one of my life pursuit right now is to align faiths and science. Interesting. So I'm reading a book now, um, um, The Fabric of Reality. By David Dodge, hmm. he tries to actually combine these things 
there's three like two things together right so i i would just describe myself as like a scientist at, at, at heart um i love the science i love engineering um you see me reading engineering books doing mm-hmm. engineering stuff i love um documentaries like you see me watch you know science documentaries and stuff so that's in like if i should remove you know company you know and yeah. every other thing that's yeah. like deeply who i am there there that's interesting and 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 like for as long as you remember you've always been that guy who loved science and engineering i my mom can testify um <laughs> growing up i conducted um electrolysis in my mom's kitchen so her spoon, oh, her spoons her spoon the utensils in the kitchen basically suffered it because you know what it basically dilutes the yeah. silver or dilutes you know the 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 metal into solution so i was that guy Wow. I built stuff, scattered stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was that guy. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. That's 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 interesting. That that makes like it makes the rest of us feel unserious. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I think now I understand where imposter syndrome comes from, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I was I, di- I didn't know what I was doing, but I yeah. just loved doing the stuff then. Just loved it. You know, my my um, friends, maybe brothers, couldn't like cousins. They didn't understand. They wanted yeah. to play football. I wanted to stay indoor to read. You know, like I, I tried building an aeroplane. You know, like not for like a uh, a toy, but I wanted to make it fly, Ooh. right? And this was like I, I was I didn't even get to invest it then. I was still like in my secondary school. So I went to the cyber cafe. You remember the cyber cafe? Yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to research, you know, plane designs and you stuff. You buy the time and you yeah. punch it in. And I was researching plane designs, like um, um, the the wings types, the aerodynamics behind a plane flying. And I actually actually tried building one, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's like that's like me. Um, I mean, guys, if you are if you if you if you are like twenty five and you've not tried building an airplane, don't don't feel discouraged. You, you probably <laughs> Whoa, that's yeah. that's that's super cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's super cool. I mean, so at, at at what point, you know, did you make that decision that hey, this is going to be what you pursue for life? Because I think some people have mm-hmm. this like childhood obsessions with this thing, and mm-hmm. then when reality, right? You know that there's like life reality, mm-hmm. and then there's Nigeria reality. Mm-hmm. When reality hits you, uh, my guy, go study law. Yeah, <laughs> both of them actually hit me. Both wow. the both the life one and the Nigerian one. Um, but I think one thing I would say is, um, so I, I knew from the beginning, like, okay, it's going to be engineering. Mm-hmm. So the question is, the question was, what engineering? What engineering, I right? say. Um, everybody. The million explained. dollar question. Yeah. Aerodynamics, um, um, uh, aero engineer, those was like the sexy, mm. you know, titles then. Mm, mm. Um, chemical engineer because you know, petrochemical engineer Come because on, of oil you and know, gas. You know. you know, but I think computing for me, the way I thought about it is, this is the simplest place I can actually run experiments because Nigeria don't have labs. We don't have labs in schools, um, so the kind of science I want to do, yeah, I will be, I will, I will fail trying to do it in Nigeria. And of sense. course, there was no, there's no even like plan of go, going abroad to do this. Mm. So the question is like, if I want to do science, yeah. right? What's the what's the easiest way I can do it? And yeah. computing was like the the answer because we just want laptop, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I can mm-hmm. do the science like you yeah. know, yeah. math science, computer science. Yeah. I can do it like on on one laptop. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. 
So, so um, tell us about like higher institution. Where did you school? Yeah, um, alma mater Futo. Okay. Um, Florida University of Technology. Really. Um, it was mostly. Do you recommend? It would be wicked. It would be wickedness <laughs> to do that. Because when I pass through the foot, I don't think uh, I want. I mean, funny, funny enough, most of my brothers, like three of them, actually went to Futo. Um, okay. No, actually, two of them. Yeah. Um, and I think mostly I, I don't know how I allowed it, or maybe I didn't have the capacity to change things then because yeah. you know photo was really hard yeah like it was really hard um so on undergrad photo um i didn't do um computer engineering okay. i did project management technology it's a five years course was my uh, second choice I and see. they don't even consider second choice i see so before they saw the problem and resolved it the department i wanted to go into elect elect was really like totally full filled up yeah and yeah, they uh, yeah. then I gave me two options um, environmental technology and project management I'm like okay you know what if I'm not going to do what I want to do yeah it's better I do something that is affiliated mm. right and I figured I could just learn um, computer engineering on my own and that's okay. what I did okay so I was going to library you know picking up books on programming just learning about computing um, before finishing school I you know was already like building software so more like it was like you were running two degrees at the same time. I, yeah, one, one, one like official, informal, yeah. yeah, one 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 informal. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in the library. Damn. I didn't have a laptop for a long time. I mean, I can tell from your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have a laptop, so I usually borrowed a friend's laptop. You know, go back home, program with it, um, return the laptop to him in the morning. It was wow. hectic. But I think it's just the love, you know, like just pure love for computing. Crazy. That's, I didn't, I wasn't even looking at the money. Yeah. Like, I, there's no, I don't think I had someone I'm, I was looking up to. It's okay. <laughs> this is how this guy passed through yeah. this. I just, you know, I just loved it and I, I was just doing it. Yeah, like, this is so crazy because, like, <clears throat> almost everything you've said right now mm-hmm. mirrors my story. Oh, like, I, I, can, I can connect with, like, yeah. almost everything, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. It takes yeah. a lot of determination <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I told Paul that when I started coding... There was the lingo mm-hmm. tech bro wasn't it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing at all. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like, a thing. Damn, that's yeah. so cool. So yeah. but, but um I also know that you you did mess at some point. Oh, yes, so yeah, yes, what's yes, the story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So from after graduating from school, I tried running the business, um, a pig farm business. <laughs> okay. I I I was good at you know writing business plans. So when you win. Nigeria was out. I think that was doing Jonathan's regime. <clears throat> so oh. I got the um, Uwin grant. Uwin grant, yeah. yeah. Like 10 million naira. Interesting. To build. Um, the idea was to build a... I've always been interested in like impact projects. Okay. So the idea was to build a biogas plant, a pilot biogas plant. Okay. That I can use that pilot to sell to, you know, other industry that produces biodegradable waste. Man. And... Um, so for me, the pilot was mostly a pig farm that supplies, you know, waste mm-hmm. to um, a biodigester that we're building. Ah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense to me. That so, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it was at that, at that point I got into to MEST. Mm. Um, so I had to leave that project. Um, did MEST for two years. Um, out of MEST, um, you know, Meltwater 
Um, you can research it, but West Africa basically invest in the train and invest in um, startups. Do you recommend? <clears throat> yes, yes, because um, thinking about it, like Mest is actually uh, one of the milestones in my life because mm. I met like really awesome people um, doing the program, learned things that I would never have learned in the classroom. I mean, I was taking a lot of courses on Coursera, but it's different when like people that have done the work yeah. come into your room and yeah. share their story. So we have this thing then, guest lecture, where people just come from Silicon Valley, different parts of the world, to come tell us about their own startup story and all, sometimes even life, life journey. So that was, uh, that was that was different. Like I have not, up until that time, I've not experienced anything like anything that. Anything like that. Yeah, so wow. Mess was good. Um, out of Mess, uh, I started my first official startup, which is like once and out. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow, that's so cool. So, guys, I mean, check out Mest. I mean, probably that becomes your own big, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. big story. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's very interesting. So, um, <clears throat> I, I mean, how many, you know, startups have you tried now? Like, between, yeah. between I'd probably say between you win and yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. So, there was uh, once announced uh, the, f- the fashion startup, yeah. also an impact project to yeah. uh, wanted to reduce fashion waste. Mm-hmm. So we created a platform that enables women to trade their fashion items so that they don't, you know, um, keep it in their wardrobe wasting or throw mm. it away. Mm. Um, so I did that for like two years. I was CTO at some point transition to like a CEO. Um, then after once and out, I did... Um, um, I actually tried building the product like Keeper at some point. Ah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not like I built it, but I sold it to, I was selling it to one client in, in mm. Anicha. Oh. Yeah. Um, but that was a hungry build. I was so broke. <laughs> and the guy came yeah. to me like, I, can you build this? Store? I said, I can yeah. build it. Like he priced me ridiculous. Like I can't even accept that. <laughs> Like it was so, it was so bad. But I needed money then. But like you know, I asked a friend to join me and we build. We called it. Um, forgetting what we called it. No, I I think every engineer mm-hmm. in their in like in their journey at some point mm-hmm. have had that story, right? Yeah. I remember a time a um, couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, not even mm-hmm. too long ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, five years ago, yeah, I. I worked on a project where I was the front-end guy, back-end infrastructure for 500000 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I, was, I needed cash yeah. that bag at that point. Yeah. Oh, so, man. So, oh, don't worry. Oh, I can't really. <laughs> oh, can imagine that. Yeah. So, oh, once yeah. an hour, then... Yeah, once an hour, then um, this small project... Okay. Um, I, at some point, I... Um, in terms of startups, right? Yeah. Um... All this while I've been working on Ubenwa. Yeah. Um, but mostly as, you know, um, not as a full-time thing, but mm-hmm. all, like we, we made our time, my co-founders, to always work on it. So we're making progress there, though, little by little. Yeah. Um, so right now, that's what I'm mostly focused on, Ubenwa. Um, yeah. Yep. How, how, so how, how long has it been since the conception of the idea, the Obenwa idea to this uh, point. Because one of the most significant things mm-hmm. that happened um, last year was um, I think Obenwa being listed as Google 30 out of 30 projects mm-hmm. like that. And then um, I also had the privileged information about your investors mm-hmm. and you should and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, how long has it been since you guys conceived that idea to yeah. the point? Yeah. So I, first, Obenwa mostly started with um, Charles, um, but he brought me early on. 
okay. um, to, to join him to, you know, um, work on the idea. Um, I, I would say since 2015. 2015. Yeah, so then we didn't call it Ubenwa. It was um, Asphyxia Mobile Solution. But then it was mostly stuff on research papers. Mm. Like it wasn't a business, it wasn't a project. It was just stuff on like, you know, um, a, that will go to conferences for and present. It was just that, you know, early on. Um, so, but officially when we decided to like, okay, take this serious, you know, 2017, the one we decided to take it more serious yeah. 2019 interesting you know, yeah I, I think that when you talk about like you know building out of research papers I can still say that you know having met a lot of software engineers mm-hmm. I think you're still one of the very few that I know that actually reads research papers and you know gets stuff out of it to actually build I'm like I, I mean, I literally learned that from you, yeah. you know, when we connected and all, yeah. because that's not a practice you see with a lot of, yeah. And you, you not blame a lot of people because, again, like, um, you have to be a scientist at heart, mm. you know. Um, right now, there's a lot of software, pe- like, people going to software because of the money, tech bro. Guys don't even that. read docs. <laughs> Guys don't even read docs. Well, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So right now, there's a lot of, you know, people just going into the field yeah. just because, you know, it's the next um, oil, money. So people are just getting into it. Yeah. But to be honest, I think I'm in tech mostly from the purity yeah. passion for it. You know, like just pure passion. Um, so, yeah. That, that that makes a lot of <clears> sense. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> you know, zeroing in, you know, to the topic of today, right? Yeah. Like. Um, and of course, drawing from your Benwa experience. I, I mean, I think when I I wanted to, um, I set out to build um, a project, an agriculture project, um, which was you know an impact project. Then in 2016, um, uh, in Ondo State, right? I remember you gave me like one of the very important advice around like building an MVP, right? Mm-hmm. And when I thought about someone to, you know, come talk about this topic, I just knew that, hey, I, you know, you need mm-hmm. to come say some of those things. Yeah. So the topic today is zero to MVP, mm-hmm. right? And what what I, what, what I want us to explore is basically the word gesturing around mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah, from your understanding, what yeah. is it? <clears throat> yeah. So first of all, we just need to clear the acronym. Okay. Right? So that's the first part. So MVP means uh, minimum viable product, right? Um, so the way I say it is like, um, the smallest experiment mm-hmm. you need to set up to validate important assumptions about an idea, a business or a project, like the smallest experiment you can set up. Um, small is the keyword there, small experiment, because it has to be a scientific thing. Mm. Um, uh, in, in, in any of this, I've not mentioned products. You know, mm. uh, I've not mentioned, you know, code. That's interesting. Yeah, just the smallest experiment you can set up to validate the most important business uh, idea or need assumptions about, you know, a business idea yeah. or a startup idea. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you explained to me then was, so I had this thing where I was trying to build a product to connect <coughs> farmers in Ondo State, mm-hmm. right, with suppliers, mm-hmm. um, with um, yeah, with companies that needed their product mm-hmm. and all of that. I wanted to do some sort of like direct platform, yeah, yeah, that could you know that could cut out some of the middlemen mm-hmm. and 
give these guys more for the work that they do. And one of the advice you gave me then was forget the platform you're building. Mm -hmm. Forget use a spreadsheet, mm -hmm. right? Forget that. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying mm -hmm. now from your definition is that an MVP necessarily doesn't need to be a mobile app, a web product, mm -hmm. none of that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you about, you know, and it makes like let, let's even take the example that that idea. Um if you think about MVP as a product, what what would be the next thing you would do? You go start writing code. Yeah. Right? Um writing up databases, spending money on Heroku and what have you. Um, but you need to just validate like just two things. First of all, that um this party is willing to see value in connecting directly with this party mm. and the other party doesn't have a problem you know doing that handshake mm. right Interesting. Um, so that's like the thing you want to validate first yeah because that's what the platform will automate right mm. you build yeah. you build to automate yeah what you have validated yeah. behaviors you've validated mm -hmm. right so for example once and out when we started once and out back in ghana so once once and out was uh, a messed um hackathon it's not called hackathon as a particular term, but it's um, something we do every other month to set up businesses and quickly try to get the business running. Mm. Um, capstone project, yeah, that's capstone the term. Project. Okay. And um, so, how did we validate that? Um, first of all, what's the problem we defined or the problem we saw? Or again, because we are in a scientific, we're thinking about this in a scientific way. What's the hypothesis mm. we are trying to? reject you know remember statistics yeah, reject or accept yeah, yeah. um the hypothesis for us then is um women have clothes in their wardrobe wasting and other women will find those clothes valuable and are willing to trade mm. you know and we didn't build any platform for this you know um we just basically met friends asked them to send us all their clothes they don't want to use anymore mm. And just shifted the target to another audience and asked them, look at all these clothes. Want to sell them. These clothes belong to our friends. You don't know them, but do you want to buy these clothes? And we started trading without plat any platform. And we made $1,500 just doing that. Just meeting our friends, collecting clothes, meeting another set of friends, asking them to. I said, okay, what we need to build is an anonymous platform. Hmm. That makes right? sense. Because we discovered that they don't want you to know who... Who... Yeah. Who... And maybe... Who this clothes earlier. Maybe, like, <clears throat> the more they don't know, the better. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. Basically that. You know. Um, and what we use is, like, geography. So, get clothes from Accra. Try to sell the clothes to guys in East Legon. You know, just, just basically make, making sure that you see a clothes and you don't know who has the clothes. But you know the clothes has been worn. It's like your trip, right? Like going to yeah. yeah. But this time around, these clothes are like high value items, actually. It's like high value. And um, not not to stress on the problem, but the problem is glaring. Like most women, mm. once an item is on on Instagram, it's like yeah, yeah, it's as if posting <laughs> the item on Instagram yeah. makes the item lose value automatically. Mm. You know. So that and that was the way we validated that. Okay, there's something here. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so insightful. Literally, an MVP doesn't have to be a product, mm -hmm. right? Because, um, I mean, it's 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 just that thing that's wired in your in our head, like mm -hmm. uh, you know. So you oh, we want to get our MVP, we want to get our MVP mm -hmm. out, but like literally, what are you 
what um what hypothesis have you validated mm-hmm. right or rejected um in in, in doing that mm-hmm. and, and sometimes what i've observed is that um a lot of builders or you know founders romanticize their idea a lot so you're scared of going out to validate mm-hmm. so you just want to build right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, building looks like progress mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it's progress but yeah. progress in the wrong direction mm-hmm. it might be progress in the wrong in the direction, wrong direction. Yeah. uh that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. so in, in terms of validation right um where does willingness to you know to part with money <clears throat> come into this right like if mm. i have people who um believe that there's a problem mm-hmm. here but do i need to go on to like you know really ask them to try yeah, to part yeah i think it's now a question of um so you you know you have to you when you set up hypothesis and you try um to come up with an experiment yeah. you have to also make assumptions because experiments are basically um isolated um controlled events environment yeah right so it means clearly there are like assumptions that are in place right as the way i see um the way i see it is the more someone can pay you mm. the better your confidence because this is statistics right so there is um at the at <clears throat> when you finish with the statistical analysis yeah you have confidence score yeah what's the the um payment someone willing to pay for that initial experiment mm. it basically increases the confidence, confidence score, yeah. yeah the confidence score sometimes sometimes the payment can only be the hypothesis huh right so basically um let's say remember this is like experiment right yeah, yeah. so mvp1 is would they show would they show commitment would they show um would they show consign? Would they show interest? Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. Okay, now they show interest. Yeah. The MVP2 is, okay, now you've shown interest. Yeah. Uh, would they be able to pay? To pay. To part with some money, right? So that's like the second experiment. <laughs> yeah. You now set that up to see, okay, is this validated? Can yeah. you validate this easily? Yeah. You know? And sometimes, what language? <clears throat> because <clears throat> the other things that you want to do in experiments is to also um, make sure... Um, to to make sure you are experimenting on how you are communicating the value. Mm, okay. Right? Because that two people might have provide the same value, yeah. but communicate it differently and they'll have different experiments. So as you are validating those mm-hmm. copies, you're also validating um, which of the copies work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that makes a lot of <clears> sense. Um, last year, a friend who's a program manager um, one of the you know startups here in Nigeria um, told me that just changing the copy on their website mm-hmm. literally increased their sales yeah. by about thirty five percent. That's right? that's like massive. Just a copy, right? Yeah. He just woke up one morning, looked at the website, called the um, engineers, and mm-hmm. was like, "Guys, can we change this?" And that, mm-hmm. I, I was yeah, I was I was yeah. quite thrilled to hear that. Yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> that makes a lot of sense. Um, so. I think the next thing I would want to ask would be um, on the average, how, you know, if you were to say how long an MVP should take, right? Like how long do you think Mm. it should take to build an MVP? I mean, we've talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, all the process around 
um, between idea to build, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, why building an MVP? Right? What's enough time mm -hmm. to commit to building an MVP? Okay. Um, no, there's no... I don't think there's one um, defined time okay. to say, okay, this is this is what is um, the desired or this is what is recommended. Yeah. But I think the logic to go with that is... Um, First of all, it should be as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why thinking about the most, the simplest thing, the smallest thing to do to validate yeah. an idea is important, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> um, take, for example, once and out, we're able to do that in like a week, you know, that's experiment. Find yeah. friends, check for another friend and ask them if they want to buy um, someone else's fashion item. Like, yeah. That's basically a week, right? Um, in the case where um, you will need to build a product, yeah. because as you validate different assumptions, you get closer to actually building, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> as you get closer to building, it's also important to... Um, that MVP um, build the smallest thing first. Mm -hmm. That culture has to also go into the way you build. Into the building itself, yeah. yeah. So, um, you don't build the whole feature. Like, mm. of course, you have a roadmap of all the things you want to do. Yeah. But you have to build one single thing first. One single um, thing. Google has always been an example for, mm. for this. Yeah. One small button in the center. Yeah. Just put something there, right? Facebook didn't start with all the things they had today. So it's one simple thing, right? Simple thing. So um, the, the time thing is mostly dependent on the idea yeah. and what stage, you know? Okay. What stage in the idea in terms of like, um, progressive elaboration of the idea towards the product. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, 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 so let's 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 break something down, yeah. right? If you were building Uber today, mm -hmm. what would the MVP for that look like? Mm, interesting. Um, so, first of all, um, th there's some assumptions, right? Yeah. The first assumption is um, people have cars, right? And mm -hmm. Okay. And people want to carry other people. Yeah. That's second assumption, right? <laughs> second assumption. So people have cars and are willing to carry other people. Yeah. The other assumption is like people want to enter a car that is not a taxi. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, so one quick way to do that is probably, um, um, first of all, we get a few drivers. This time around, it can be your friends, it can be you. Yeah. Right? And, you know... Um, go to where other people are, mm. you know, or trying to wait for a bus. Yeah. And ask them if they are willing to pay for you to dro um, drop them, you know, to their destination. Okay. That's like validating that people are willing to enter another man's car. Someone you know, they don't know. Someone that isn't registered know. with any... You know, so those kind of assumptions, right? Yeah. And uh, before even, you know, the platform... Yeah. You know, there's some... Some um, assumptions, we we think it's like, you know, no-brainer. Huh. And we, yeah. skip we skip the experiment. But sometimes, um, carrying out that experiment exposes a few things that if you skipped <laughs> that experiment, yeah. you probably just miss out on some opportunity. So that granular taking things piece by piece, I think yeah. is important. I totally yeah. agree with you. <clears throat> I remember... Um, when we, when at first we were concerned as people, right, whether 
what we were building mm-hmm. was something people would use, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we just wanted to say, oh, let's build the smallest piece of this, right? And then go out there and give it to people. Now, how we thought about the idea, how we thought about what we wanted to build was way different from what we ended up building. And the t- determinant of that, of, of the whole thing mm-hmm. was myself and Duke having a conversation and we were like, wait, why don't we travel to some states, mm-hmm. right? Where the actual <coughs> business in mm-hmm. Nigeria happens, right? Like Abia, you know, Onicha, mm-hmm. and talk to people mm-hmm. and see if they would use a platform mm-hmm. like this. And the truth was like, we got into some stores, right? And we realized that these guys would never use it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they were so busy, right? Exactly. Like the, 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 the rate <clears throat> at which they transact, transact yeah. those people cannot use Keeper. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing. Mm-hmm. So we, we knew, okay, we were building Keeper for businesses, but we knew that, hey, we're not building Keeper for all businesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then we, the second thing was we realizing that, hey, okay, fine. Something like Keeper, the way we wanted to build it, mm-hmm. would also not work for big businesses. Mm-hmm. So we started, you know, it was just, we were, Solving that like yeah. one after the other. Yeah. And it was making a lot of things clearer mm-hmm. for us. So first, we were building people for small businesses. Yeah. Right. And it, 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 I think that, that that part can never really be overemphasized. Yeah. And it's actually crazy how confident you can be in your assumptions. Exactly. Until exactly. you hit the market. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, that stuff, um, if you think about it, right? Um, just think before you guys decided to go talk to customers. Yeah. It's it's almost something that is logical. People mm-hmm. we, people need yeah. uh, a um, book, you know, keeping up. Yeah. And uh, every, like it's a no-brainer. But by just, you know, taking that first, you know, step to talking to customers. Yeah. You immediately now see, you know, okay, that's... Um, actually, you are making assumptions, and those yeah. assumptions don't work in all settings. I give yeah. this example a lot when I talk to mm-hmm. people, and I say that um, you may be right about the problem mm-hmm. and wrong about the solution. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. So I could be hungry, mm-hmm. but you could be wrong about what I want to eat mm-hmm. or how I want my food to come. Exactly. Right. And mm-hmm. that's like something that this helps with. Yeah. Right. So even if you are sure about the problem, going out there to talk to those people yep. and hearing them talk about this problem, because when people express pain, mm-hmm. it is very important for you to understand how the solution comes. Um, and another example of this would mm-hmm. be Crafts. I'm sure you remember Crafts, mm-hmm. um, the platform we built for Africans in diaspora to connect with each other. Mm. So there was a problem, right? Like where they felt that they could have a closer network. Um, of people mm-hmm. connecting with each other. And they all agreed that this problem existed. And what we did was we built a platform, mm-hmm. um, you know, where like people could get on calls with each other, mm-hmm. you know, when their <coughs> interests align, align right? When, yeah. we should, when we can see that their interests aligned. Um, what we didn't take into cognizance, what we didn't take into consideration then while building this was the fact that that was COVID period. And a lot of people 
we're navigating Zoom fatigue because like you have to join Zoom too for many. everything, yeah, for church, yeah. for work. And then there was this other app yeah. asking them to join Zoom again. <laughs> Damn, like yeah. they weren't joining, bro. Uh, if they, they are looking for a way to escape Zoom, yeah. they are telling them to join another Zoom. Exactly. Yeah. So they agreed <clears throat> with the problem, but not how we presented the solution yeah. to them. And it was it was it was a huge learning for us. Um, that, that that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, one I also see um, founding teams, you know, sort of spend so much time sometimes arguing about it. Like, mm-hmm. especially amongst the engineering team. I mean, this is a technical conversation. It's like, what framework? What to? What programming uh, language? <laughs> uh, what, what, what would you say to that? Yeah. So I say, um, um, let's. What's the goal? The goal is to build something really fast. Yeah. Um, to validate, you know, um, your hypothesis, mm-hmm. you know, and if you check in this goal, there's this keyword fast, right? Um, we, we don't say something of quality. Mm. That's some a, one mm. characteristics of every MVP mm. is that you know it's not perfect. It's not quality. Yeah, there's no not... there's no there's no building quality into an MVP. That makes sense, right? Um, most MVP will break. It's normal, yeah. right? Uh, most MVP will probably not be adequate, mm. but you're using it to test an assumption, right? Mm. Um, so, for a technical person, I'll say, go with the stack you are comfortable the most. Right, I like the, that. Yeah, the stack you're comfortable the most. Um, um, forget the conversations about um, reliability. You know, the CEO will read up stuff on the internet and tell you mm-hmm. um, this is the latest technology. Forget yeah. all those kind of conversation. <laughs> you should just focus and use the skill you have. Yeah. Right. Most people building MVP probably don't have you know funding. Right. Yeah. So probably you are still having your nine to five, you know, you want something like, take for example, I, my first, like a language I can just, I can just code, you know, why sleeping is Ruby. Ruby, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I've built stuff in one day. Yeah. Like, you once told me you built an, you spin up an e-commerce platform. Why uh, waiting for your flight? Yes, why waiting for my flight? Like, <laughs> yeah. and this is not like e-commerce. I'm te- no, no, no. Like push to production, ask the, Ask the customer to um, onboard and start using. Like mm-hmm. I was, so um, I'm, I'm really, you know, that's the co- technology I'm really experienced, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you should use something that you are you're super comfortable with. Yeah. That you know you can ship because the ideas actually ship really fast. Ship first. Like, like really, really fast, right? Because at that at that point, the technology is not significant, yeah. right? Whether you the site is down or up five hours in a day, it's not really significant, right? Because who is going to be on your site? Like, hmm. the site is not going to be up. Like, people are not going to be using the site in four hours. You probably want to... So, all those things that most engineering, um, like a larger engineering... Um, team you care we'll worry about, about. We worry about those things are not important when building an MVP. You just want like speed is important. I usually tell like my that. my team that um, um, value over you know over perfection, like value over perfection, yeah. and speed is like the lowest common factor. Everybody should just have that in mind. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'll say you know the most comfortable technology, and again. 
um, if it requires you not to build, not to actually build, please don't build. Mm. If you can spin up a WordPress site to achieve yeah. the same goal, yeah. spin up a WordPress site. If a Google form we do, do a Google form. You don't actually need to build because at that point, you you only build when it's super necessary that that's, that's, um helps you validate. Validates, yeah. Yeah. That's this is such it. underrated advice. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. This is such an... Because after, you know, I've, I've hired quite a number of engineers in my career. And one of the things I've done now is that I've been able to kind of um, divide, put mm-hmm. a divide around different types of engineers. So there are engineers that I've worked with in the past that if I'm starting a project today, I reach out to them like, guy, let's do this, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that we will do it. There are engineers that I'm like, these are later stage guys. <laughs> like, don't bring them on your project. Exactly. They, want, they, exactly. they want to come and make sure everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. Guy push, I almost called someone's name now. <laughs> <laughs> guy push, just, just push it. No, 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 no. The, the buttons, um, the, the, the border is not yeah, aligned. aligned. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've not tested it enough. I've, I've not tested it. I think this, I think, I think this will not look good on an iPad. Bro, on an iPad. We'll use an iPad to your product right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah that, it's, it's, it's such important advice, man. Such important advice. Okay, so, in um if 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 there was one advice like you know aside everything we've talked about mm-hmm. here that you would <clears throat> give to someone who's starting out who's building you know um who has this idea mm-hmm. you know of how to change the world mm-hmm. and wants to start out building today what mm-hmm. would it be make the first step just stand up start moving um go reach out to your users Interesting. Yeah, just go talk to them. Jeez. That like, means, I think, I think that's super important because there is something wrapped in there. You just said, go talk to your users. Just, so just you must have identified your users. Yeah, you should. Um, <clears throat> if you have a pain, and let's say um, you discovered this idea because it's, it's a pain you feel. Yeah. You want to just make sure um, you are not an outlier, mm. right? Mm. Um, you want to make sure there are other people that have the same pain. You I feel it to, the same way. Yeah, and you want to know the way they feel about it. You want to know how they communicate it. That's mm. really important because how they communicate that pain actually reflects your messaging at some point. Like, you should take advantage ah, of that, that, that communication sense. That makes messaging. a lot of sense. I mean, right? this because is Because it means when they, when they are searching for a solution, you know, like this thing where, you know... Um, and this is like social experiment where if you put a number, if you just keep placing a particular number, mm-hmm. like randomly, without telling someone to look at the number, but, you know, um, you show the person the phone, the number is there, hmm. is in like yeah. different things the person is seeing. Yeah. You ask the person to guess a number, guess that's a the number, number that will, and that's like very subconscious, right? So you want to make sure you take advantage of the fact that they have a language they are using to describe the problem. Mm. And you want to use that language to also communicate, communicate the solution. The solution. Yeah. Whoa. That's 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 so important. That's so important. Hmm. I mean, we literally need to digest that. <laughs> that's yeah. so important. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So the advice here is get up, get going. Yeah. Yeah. Go think talk of, to your users. Go talk to your users. Um, um think of the smallest since we're talking about MVP. Um, just think about what's the smallest thing you can test today. Hmm. 
um, like about this idea you have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> rather than the assumptions you have about it, um, those assumptions or hypotheses. Um, think think like a scientist, mm. right? Um, think like a scientist. Um, um, if you use a scientific method, and if you're not a science person, you can just look up what a scientific method is. It's not something complex. Yeah. You know, you have something. Um, you want to set set up an experiment. That something is like an hypothesis. Uh, for example, the assumptions you have about of a problem people are facing. Yeah. Um, you want to set up set up an experiment, something really small, to see if um, the assumption you have there actually exists. You know, or to what degree? Sometimes it's to what degree. Yeah. Some people have latent problems uh, so when it comes to you know um, pain you have paracetamol mm -hmm. then you have vitamins yeah you want to also differentiate you know want to make sure that you want to know are you solving a vitamin kind <laughs> of thought, mm. problem or like a paracetamol yeah you know vitamin is uh, i can do without it that makes sense yeah paracetamol is i need this now i need this now you know to I have this now yeah well that's that's so important man Okay, so um, I think final final question here would be um, how, you know, how's it going at the Bengua today? I mean, I'm sure most of the guys <laughs> watching this, um, uh, they would also want to know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are you also hiring today at the Bengua? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the way we structure in terms of the team, so um, uh, is it a good time to also like yeah, share, yeah. share a little? Um, so what we do at the Bengua is, um, yeah, we... We have a solution that is able to tell you more about your baby by analyzing the baby's cry. Um, so we're doing this in like the medical space and also in like the welfare space. So you want to know why your baby is crying. You know, you want to know if the cry is associated with a disease or not. Um, so currently we are, you know, um, just narrowing on subsets of diseases, um, asphyxia, um, neurological conditions and what have you. Um, so what we've built is we are building a solution. Yeah. A platform, um, diagnostic platform. Okay. That is able to provide um, cry intelligence, cry insights mm. to both um, nursing mom and yeah. also doctors. Okay. You know, um, want to want to help the baby communicate. Um, right now, babies they just cry. Uh, we mm. believe that uh, we can tap into that form of their form of communication to help both you know clinicians and mothers you know um, um, offer the best help they can for the baby. Uh, I mean, yeah. before your solution, you you, you know you no, you would normally um, talk about the mortality rate that you, that was. Oh yes, assistant. yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, when we initially started, the main pain point we, right now we've expanded like. Okay. What, what we can do or the things we can actually tackle at Ubema. So initially it was just birth asphyxia, right? Okay. Um, um, birth asphyxia is a condition where a baby is unable to establish proper respiration after birth, right? Um, so it's responsible for about 1.2 million infant deaths annually. Wow. And according to the WHO, it's one of the top three causes of newborn mortality globally so it's actually a big problem yeah and um the main problem there is early detection right mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. if you can if you can if if one can know early 
that a baby is um, asphyxiating, yeah. one can provide, you know, the necessary intervention. Uh, those interventions, they are not expensive. So that's like things people can actually do to help, to help the baby. But the problem now is early detection. Early because detection. if a baby is crying and they're asphyxiating, and there's no way to tell. Wow. There's no temperature, except when the baby starts showing like, um, you know, um, visible signs, it's probably like too late then, you know, when the um, um, skin color changes and what have you, it's like it's probably, you know, too late by that time. Wow. Yeah. That, that's such an impact solution, man. Yeah, yeah. And just funny, like I've always been involved in like, yeah. like impact, impact related um, um, tech solution. Um, but to answer your question about hiring, we um, currently have a few roles open. Okay. Uh, um, in Nigeria and also in Canada, uh, most of our software team um, engineers we hire from um, Nigeria. Um, so if you are a mobile developer, um, a backend engineer, yeah, um, you can check the career page on our website. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So guys, you heard that? Go check out Ubenwa. Ubenwa.com. Uh, Ubenwa.ai. Ubenwa.ai yep. and check out the careers page mm-hmm. and. You may just have your 2023 testimony right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. This has been like super wonderful, oh, yeah. Oh, super yeah. insightful. I'm so glad having you on board. Um, Thank you. I'm Thank sure you. this is definitely not the last time we'll be seeing you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm super excited to be part of this. Too. Yeah, but well, we uh, learned a whole lot from you today and um, can only say many thanks, bro. Thank you. Thank you. All, <laughs> All right. right. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you learned um, a lot about building an MVP. If you have questions, you can drop that right in the comment section and um, yeah, we'll get to it. And probably we can also have Mr. Innocent answer some of them. Thank you. See you on the next episode. Bye, Bye. for now. <laughs>